Welcome to another episode of Monday Night Therapy. Todd. John. When you were a kid, did you ever watch Kung Fu Theater? No. You didn't? No. Okay, so you you know who Bruce Lee is? I know who Bruce Lee is. You don't know who Tony Jaw is? No. You don't know who Donnie Yen is? No. Jet Lee. Son of Bruce Lee. I don't think so. I think it's Bruce Lee was L-E-E and Jet Lee was L-I. You don't know any of those people. No, I know David Carradine, who was Kung <laughs> Fu. Okay, so you watched that when you were young. Grasshopper. Grasshopper. Yeah. I loved all those movies. You know, on Bach is uh, Tony Jaa. That's Ty. The on Bach one and two. I, I don't know if there's the third. Very beautiful. Uh, Ip Man, which is you can look on Netflix. It's the most unbelievably, unbelievably beautiful martial arts stuff. Do you know why I love this stuff, Todd? Uh, because of the it's water. Because of the fluid and, and the fluidity of movement that is water. And, and Bruce Lee says it a lot better than I do, and he expands on it a lot more about water. You know, it is. It is close. It is the fluidity. It's like ballet to me. Do you know what else is ballet to me? Uh, yo, uh, <laughs> kiss me on the bearded barley. I don't know what. What? 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 I now I'm all thrown off by that phrase. I kiss me ballet to me barley. Kiss me on the shiny, shiny, shiny. Ballet to me is Merritt Beeson flying from the back row. <laughs> well, and Harper Murray. It is so beautiful. It is like those martial martial art movies. It's like Jet Li and Donnie Yen and Yep Man. If you ever get the chance to watch those movies, I mean the, the movement is so beautiful. It's well, ballet, just like Merritt Beeson flying through the air and Harper yeah. Murray flying through the air on a back row attack. That, They're that, beautiful things. There's a lot of truth in that because when you think about what, you know, in some of those martial arts movies and even some of those that, you know, what Kill Bill and some of that other stuff that have those guys, you know, you watch those two incredible athletes come flying from the back row. It reminds you a lot of when you see some of those martial artists flying through the air. I mean, it, it is yeah. poetry, your bet. Well, so so that uh, that leads me to believe you watched a little bit of the volleyball game on Saturday night. Oh, my night, God. I, I watched every bit of it. I watched every play as well. I, I tell you what, that was that was incredible. And like a lot of the pundits are saying, you know, it's not often that one versus two lives up to the height, but, boy, that one sure did. What an amazing, amazing night. Oh, Linda Wilkins is coming in firing, saying, okay, John, that might be a stretch. No, it's not. It's beautiful. It's it's beautiful, but it's poetry and motion. You know, they 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 beat Wisconsin for the first time in God knows how long. I can't remember. And ten uh, games. Ten games. Was it ten games? Yeah. And in the first set they took, and then the second and third set, they got the shit kicked out of them. I think in this Wisconsin finished with like 18 blocks, I think, you know, and, and I think like 17 of them were in the second set. The second set was horrendous, but you know, the, the first set was amazing. 
because, you know, Nebraska was clicking on all cylinders and in that first set. And that was with – no, I, I shouldn't say it that way. Nebraska played very well and came out highly motivated and struck the first blow. And Harper Murray did not play well at all in that first game. In fact, when you look over the night, she was hitting negative. And then who had the last five kills – in the game, in game five to win it, Harper Murray. That tells you a lot about, you know, what that, the, the makeup of that young lady. I mean, holy moly, holy moly, holy moly. It was fun. Justin Roggy says, wow, we honestly don't need therapy on Monday night therapy. Football wins, volleyball take number one, takes down number one whiskey, and soccer won the Big Ten. Did you Absolutely. know that? So, no therapy tonight. Let's just kind of celebrate and just bask in 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 the fun of of the weekend that it was. So, did talk to me, and and I'd be curious what some of the people who are listening in tonight have to say. Um, you, how did you feel Saturday Sunday morning when you woke up? I mean, you know, Sunday morning, you know, Nebraska just had this incredible day, and you wake up, sleep in a little bit, or at least I did. Wake up, the sun's shining. You got those beautiful autumn leaves out there. I just thought, can it get any better than this? It was just, just amazing. Hey, Wade, Wade Farr says, thanks, John. Thanks for having the volleyball show. I learned a lot. I have always wanted to know. Plus, it was totally different from your football shows. Yeah, I, you know, we, what, what, when, We'll have more volleyball stuff. We might do some basketball-specific shows. I know that's not men's basketball, women's basketball. They're not exactly big draws in Nebraska. We certainly will have, I think, separate baseball shows. We'll see how that goes come baseball season. I don't know who we're going to find to talk about baseball, though. So, um, Yeah, we we'll don't have any baseball people around, though, do we? <laughs> Uh, Justin Roggy comes in firing too. It says, wow, Todd doesn't seem like the plastic surgery took very well. You look like your old self. I think well, that's thanks, a reference. Thanks. I think that was a reference to having Andy on last team. Last oh, week. oh. So is my old self yeah. as good as my new self? Let's move on. Adam Martin says, we need therapy because of all the injuries announced today. My God, if there's one thing that is coming out of this, I mean, what was it? Ethan Piper is gone for the season? He's uh, Turner, for the season. Is, Turner Corcoran is gone for the season? Yep, and uh, uh, New Willie is gone for at least two to three games. He was having surgery during the press conference today. So, you know, what? There, there's three of our starting offensive linemen. Yeah. Billy Kemp is out multiple weeks with an MCL injury. Tommy Hill is day to day. Good God. What yeah. the hell? What do you, what do you think the deal is? Is this just bad luck? Oh, I just think, you know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this midway through the game. Ugly, ugly, ugly game. Yes. I hadn't heard John Johnston. Not one single solitary time did i hear you say in the week leading up to the leading up to the game we're going to have a rock fight with northwestern it's always a rock fight for the last 5 years <laughs> leading into northwestern john johnston 
it's going to be a rock fight. It's always a rock fight. Well, maybe it's because Pat Fitzgerald's gone. He took all the rocks with him or whatever. It was, it was a very physical game. Um, you know, from my view in the stadium, I did have binoculars, which I usually don't do, but I was really trying to watch the interior lines really close. And I have to say, I was impressed with Nebraska on both sides, but you know, there were some people that, um, were, you know, on our Slack that were complaining about how dirty and some of the cheap shots that were going on in the piles and stuff afterwards. I don't think that was the cause of any of the injuries that our players had. Um, Piper got rolled up on from behind. You know, that happens. Oh, to yeah, that's right. Linemen. That's right. Yeah. That happens to offensive linemen a lot. I don't know the nature of Corcoran's foot injury, but he's going to have to have surgery, it sounds like, um, for sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. that the, the injury bug – and you, you talk about all the players that were down, then that <laughs> – I don't know. I, you know, I, I just cringed at one point in the game. And, you know, we all have concerns about play calling from time to time. But I heard this guy just beller about Satterfield, and I thought, you know, Marcus Satterfield has found – ways to score he's found ways to keep our guys in the game and and yeah the defense 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 i'm not i'm not dismissing that but marcus satterfield doesn't have one hand tied behind his back he has both hands tied behind right. his back because of all of these injuries i mean holy smokes i'm i'm concerned about what they're going to be able to do going forward I, I really am. Why? We, because we're going to rely on three backups on the offensive line. You know, maybe they're going to step up and play. Our offensive line didn't dominate by any means when we had our starters out there. But right. now, you know, we're going to we're going to see. Um, well, Evans Jones, he played a lot on um, Jenkins. Was is it Jones or Jenkins? Is it Jenkins? I think so. Go ahead. Number fifty. You know who you're. Yeah, the guy that came in for left guard. Yeah, played left guard, and then he took a few snaps at center too. When when Scott went out, um, Evans Jenkins. Yeah, whatever. Um, but you know, he's a tough kid. He's a red shirt freshman, and you know they're talking about uh, you know the left tackle is going to be a sophomore. And you're going to have Levtovsky Le, 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 in there at, at right guard. And, and you know, he's played quite a bit. So, I don't know. That just really worries me. And I'm not, I'm not sold on – well, Ramirez back. Um, so, maybe that's going to help a little bit. What? He is? Well, Somebody said that I didn't Ramirez, hear. I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. You didn't hear the no. Ramirez. Okay. No. Maybe I'm mistaken there. Here's so, the thing, Todd. Todd, yeah. we're going to play Purdue this week. I mean, does does Purdue yeah. terrify you? Does Purdue scare you? No, they don't. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I look at it. Scare me, but. I look at it and go, listen, we got to get two wins out of the what? Next five games, four and three. Yeah, five games. Two wins to get to a bowl game. 
And Matt Rule said, keeps doing this thing about go one and zero this week. So that's all we got to worry about. And you've got now you're you're several weeks into the season. You've had months with the strength and conditioning guy. The the guys that are young linemen could they should be able to by now be able to come in and at least run base blocking plays. I mean, the, probably maybe they're not going to do a lot of pulling and a lot of trapping, but you know, I'm I'm not that worried about it. Mostly because our opponents, you know, it's not like we're playing Ohio State every week. If we were playing Ohio State every week, I'd wonder who's who. How are we going to bury our quarterbacks? <laughs> you know, but I think Purdue. I'm going to have a show. I do have a show. I'm going to have a live show Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Uh, with one of the Purdue guys from Hammer and Rails, and we will talk about Purdue. And that's the next opponent. And I guess we're just going to, you know, I for me, I guess you look at this team and you go, okay, everybody's going to get experience this year. You're already playing like 25 guys on defense. You're playing so many guys on defense that being a starter really doesn't mean much. No. And now, you know, you're going to kind of do that, the same thing with the offense. And I think one of the big things for me that came out of this last game was uh, Emma Johnson is, you know, he can step up and do stuff. Emma Johnson looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's 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 pretty slightly built, but, um, you know, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and run it between the tackles. So, um, you know, yeah, I think – I think, I think um, I, I think he's going to be okay for now. And, and you know, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe the mentality I have to go in each week is, are we going to be okay for now? Because right. that seems to be where we're at. Now, um, I want to throw this up. Cilantro says, does Harburg seem to be seem like the kind of quarterback who can get Nebraska to a bowl? Well, I think Nebraska can get to a bowl. And right now, Harburg is the quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not trying to be a smart ass here, cilantro, but I think, yeah, but it's uh, Harburg's not going to get the team to the bowl. Harburg is going to manage the team and he's going to do what he's capable of doing. Um, if you want to, <laughs> the defense, the defense is what is going to get this team to a bowl and how well the whole team, you know, sticks together. There is something to be said about staying unified and working towards one single goal. And and that team definitely seems that they're playing for each other and, and they've got each other's backs. But, you know, I, I, I've, I've heard something that I want to throw in here right now, and that is because, um, you know, we're talking quarterback. Right. And, you know, I've been an advocate that I'd like to see Sims back out there, and there's quite a few people that are saying, well, you know, let's, let's see what Sims can do. Um, you know, Harburg's, you know, he's, he turns the ball over as well. I mean, he turns the, he's, you know, first pass of the game interception, you know, I mean, he, he's, he's not taking care of the ball that well either. Uh, and, you know, another side of me says, well, as long as Harburg keeps running the ball as much as he does and he, uh, initiates contact, you know, when he's carrying the ball, we'll see Sims and we'll see Purdy. But this was pointed out, um, I heard it on the radio, is that Jeff Sims is currently played in three games. Right. He played the first two games, and then he had one play where um, Harburg was, uh, had to step out and he played one play. So Jeff Sims is one, play, one game left 
and he can and, and he can salvage a red shirt. So you know Jeff Sims has a year of eligibility. If he takes a red shirt, he's going to graduate, or at least they say he's going to graduate in December. He could be a grad transfer and go someplace else and play for two years. And you know Matt Rule has said, and I heard it on 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 uh, his interview that was uh, when I was driving down here tonight. Um, the player's career comes first. The player's career comes first. So I could very easily see that that Matt Rules had conversation with Jeff Sims, and you know they'll do what they can do um, for Jeff Sims to have opportunity beyond this year. Um, now that's all speculation. You know, there's nothing firm about that, but um, yeah, I guess you know Harb. It- I was watching the NFL. You know, I do watch the NFL. I think it was last week, and they were showing uh, young quarterbacks and how bad they were when they started, like Troy Aikman and, you know, guys that turned out to be Hall of Famers later and how they started with so many interceptions and playing so poorly. And, you know, I wonder if you look at the difference between Jeff Sims and Heinrich Harburg, it's this. Jeff Sims has played Division One football. And what, the last two years at Georgia Tech? Yep. Yep. What happened to Heinrich Harburg the last two years? Well, last year he wasn't even coached to be a quarterback. Right. He had no coaching last year. He he basically got ignored, and he got ignored by the you know the staff before, just like yeah, whatever. What the fuck with that guy? And now he's going out and he's being asked to be a starting quarterback, and I think he's going to have problems with it. You know, you go out and do like you you know that when you go out and do something for the first time, a lot of times you just do it and you have fun. You don't think about it at all, and you do pretty well at it. And you're like, well, that was neat. And then the next time you go out and do it, you start thinking about what you're doing, and then everything ends up all fucked up. Right. Sometimes they call it beginner's luck. Sometimes it's because you're not really worried about, oh, God, I have to do good. Well, now Harburg is in this position where he has to think and he has to go, oh, shit. You know, I am the starting quarterback. It's my responsibility to get us to a bowl. It's uh, oh, the weight of the yeah, world. Is on more and, you know, when, when in the first few games that he played, he played with a lot of instinct like you do. You know, you, I, I don't care what level it is. When you are a young quarterback and you're and you just move to a new level to start playing, a lot of it is instinctive. You know, it takes a while to get within the system. Well, now that there's a lot of film, a lot of video on Heinrich Harburg, defenses are throwing more at him, and uh, he he was he's reacting slow. You know, it's just it, it is a struggle for him right now, and I want to see the kid succeed because I want to see Nebraska win. Um, but you know, are we going to see Jeff Sims again before the end of the year? I think we will. If Heinrich Harburg gets injured, I think we will. If, if Harburg really just, you know, really starts to stink the place up, I think it's going to be Chubba Purdy. If we're looking at, you know, somebody else that's going to, you know, for, for more of a, I don't know. I I just think you'll see Chubba Purdy before you see Jeff Sims, unless we're down to the Iowa game. Okay, let's go to some comments. David Matney, uh, living in Omaha, David Matney, has, I think, the comment of the night so far. It will be a team effort to get to a bowl. I feel so much better with Rule as the head coach. Yeah, I agree 100%. 
Hey, some I think somebody on YouTube left the comment. Uh, we lost ugly for a while, and now we're winning ugly. You know, and you, I think it's progression. That pointed yeah. out. I I took away from that comment that it's a progression. You don't just like go. Oh, we we lost ugly, and now we're going to win beautifully. No, you have to go through the ugliness before you can get to the beauty. You know, it's a hero's journey. Have I mentioned that? Yeah, you have. <laughs> you went into that in depth last week or two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, okay. Charles Hullett says, we can talk about the state of Michigan. There's a cheating scandal. Scandal. Hitler trivia. I mean, we are in great shape here in Nebraska. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Michigan State throws a trivia game up on their scoreboard. And one of the questions was, in what country was Adolf Hitler born? With a huge picture of Adolf Hitler. Are you flipping kidding me? I mean, <laughs> they, they had 80 billion human beings to pick one from, and that's the guy they chose. <laughs> I'm kind now, of wondering, for, for the next home game, you know, what are they going to ask where, you know, Joseph Stalin buried, you know, where, where are most of the victims from joseph stalin's reign buried or something like that what I, was mal's favorite pie <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the cheating scandal in michigan uh, apparently there's been uh they've researched more in this stallion's guide bought gobs of tickets to different games and this week there's supposed to be evidence that he was video videotaping games to steal signs violently that's an interesting name. Says the volleyball team's resilience and mental toughness to beat such an incredibly talented Wisconsin team from behind. Championship mentality. Yeah, no that doubt. Was, it was. I mean, when they when the second set rolled around, we were like, "Oh God, they're not coming back from this. They're just getting the shit beat out of them again." And my wife said, "Well, at least they took a set, and and then you know they came back, and that's exactly right. Resilience. I love that word. Thank you, violently." uh what what is this did you put did you put this up what? fred sacco says maybe john could be clinger he has the build and i bet he looks great and blue chiffon <laughs> what's well, that about i just didn't know where the conversation was going to go tonight and if we needed to have a little bit of levity i i figured you know fred's nailed that one uh, I have seen John in blue chiffon. Um, John does look quite attractive in blue chiffon. I'll tell oh, you God. what, you know, I, I think when John does his colors test, it always comes back that, you know, he's a little, he's he, he looks good in the cooler colors. You know, uh, violet sets off his, his beautiful eyes, um, you know, and so – don't let John fool you. He's trying to convince all of you here that he's just some Western Nebraska hick. This guy is one of the most incredible fashion icons in, in the entire state of Minnesota. And, and he dresses down for this. I mean, Prince's wardrobe has nothing on John Johnston. Nothing. In fact, I, Prince, Prince, Prince stole his wardrobe <laughs> from John Johnston. I was going to have to, you know, I might remove you <laughs> because my room now is filling up with shit to the point I'm going to drown. Okay. Londell says Berg didn't look the same running the ball. I, you know, he looked hesitant. 
instead of delivering blows, he just pulled up just a little bit before uh, he made contact. And I think that's the part about overthinking and about thinking too much and about, you know, you're on the field and, and suddenly I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm doing other than just go, you, you know, know, smash, smash into people. But I'll tell you what, you know, he also didn't, I mean, there were a lot of times he didn't have room to run. And, yeah, that's true. you know, he, on some of those designed run plays for him, um, Northwestern had him defended very, very well. Um, and, you know, I, I yeah, I, it was a bad game for Heinrich Harburg. It was a bad yeah. game for him. And, you know, that's, in my opinion, that's two bad games in a row. So hopefully, hopefully something is going to turn around here. Big JSAV gives us 10 bucks as a super chat. Thank you. Maybe others will follow your example. By the way, everybody, I did release a, a history video. And it's right now on YouTube for members only because I do have some people that paid like $1.99 for a membership and they can see the video. I'll show the rest of you the video in the next day. But I thought, you know, if people are buying memberships, they deserve to be ahead of, I guess, everybody else. That's how I thought I'd do that. It's like a God, gift you are a shill. Pandering. I am a shill. Oh, I am a shill. I have I have drugs to pay for, Todd. Well, okay. Yeah. Now I put you know, I, I had a Botox treatment Friday. 31 shots in my head and my neck. It's it was less pleasant. You know what? Speaking of thinking, here's the thing about that. And then this is a good example. The first time I did this, it was 31 shots in my head. I had no idea to expect. I it, I bled a more, little bit more than I did the second time, but the first time it really didn't bother me. The second time it was a hell of a lot more painful. Why was it painful? Because I was thinking about the needles going oh, into yeah. my head. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See, this yeah. I get the same fucking problem Harvard does. We're both thinking too much. There you go. Uh, I think as has helped with the headache severity. It's been kind of weird. Okay, I'm glad to hear that, Lloyd. Lloyd emo Christmas. <laughs> Says John, do you think that uh, we were throwing the ball because it's a crappy Northwestern team for practice, and just maybe to test the waters against for a team that we're supposed to beat down the road? Go Big Red. I don't. I, what do you think, John? Why were we throwing the damn ball against Northwestern and not running it? Worst, worst uh, running offense in the conference or defense. Because if you go back, like if you go back on the first play that he threw the interception and you look at that play. I can't remember who it is. It, he threw it to Fedoni, right? Yeah. Oh, well, Fidoni he kind of threw it in space that Fedoni <laughs> was occupying. Right. Okay, if you look behind Fedoni, there's a guy that's wide open with nobody behind him whatsoever. And that's the thing. We were throwing the ball because if he would have hit the wide open receivers that we had around the field, we would have torn the shit out of Northwestern. And I think you can't just stop doing things. You have to do some of those in a game. You know, you have to work through the issues, I guess. And maybe it wasn't – you could kind of call it practice. And I think here's the thing. Before – remember Illinois, I said there was no way that Illinois – break a couple of big plays. And, you know, there was the chance – and the team, the whole offense is really struggling. So you couldn't say that exact same thing. But I do think that they looked at it and said, you know what, our defense is going to hold these guys to 10 points. 
if we can score over 10 points, we're going to be fine. Because that's how you look at it. You look at them and go, okay, how many possessions do we think we'll have? How many points do you think we could score per possession? Da, 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 da. It's very kind of, you know, it's like having a plan. Imagine that. But, uh, you know, and things go awry when your quarterback throws the interception on the first play. But uh, I don't think we were throwing it because it was practice. I think it was throwing it because those those plays should have been successful if they were executed well. Well, let's <sighs> talk a little bit more about the quarterback that we haven't chatted about. James Marshall says, my gut feeling is that Purdy is better than Harburg or Sims. He played well in Mission Impossible last year at Michigan. Then he never got another look. Um, James, he was dinged up early in the season. Otherwise, he would have been the player off the bench when when Sims was hurt at Colorado. Um, that's we heard that after the fact. Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious what Chuba could be doing as well right now. But you know, it it appears it appears that the the trust is with Heinrich Harburg, and Harburg is going to be the quarterback going forward unless um, he fails miserably or or unless he's injured. I, I think that's what's going to be happening. Okay. What, what do we have here? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, Brad Wilson became a member. Thank you, Brad. Let's see. Uh, Fred Sacco says, bet John still wears a members-only jacket and puts out the vibe still. You know, I follow – on the Instagram, I follow some young women. Huh? I follow some young women who dress like 80s, the 80s. And they drink, you know what I mean? The big hair and stuff like that. The other the other day, one of them had an Instagram, little Instagram reel, where she was trying to spray her hair and it wouldn't stay up. And people replied and said, you know, they the hairspray they had in the 80s was stuff that was like completely illegal now. And I replied to her and I said, uh, your hair doesn't stand up because everybody in the 80s was on cocaine. That's the real problem is there you go. Get some coke. You'll be fine. That's a terrible joke. Nobody laughed. I could tell. But, you know, maybe I should uh, do some 80s stuff. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> we were, Nebraska was good in the 80s. They were good in the 80s. Let's see. Roger Moore asks, are the balloons ever coming back to Memorial Stadium? I seriously doubt it. And the reason no, why I, I doubt don't think it, they, I, we won't see him again. The reason why I doubt it is because of the environmental aspect, but on the other hand, the other thing you look at is helium is not something that's easily replaced. It's a resource. And I think they're thinking about that. And, it, and by the way, while we're thinking about traditions, has anybody noticed anybody else noticed that the term black shirt is almost never used? Is it just me or is it being used? And I don't notice it, but are they do they not use the black shirt term? I'm not talking about they. I'm even talking about fans. We don't say black shirts anymore, do we? I don't know that I notice any change, any difference. I mean, you know, the the staff has gone back to the tradition. There's 12 black shirts. I mean, you know, they they, they right. gave a black shirt. There's a was an injured player. Uh, oh, Reimer. Reimer kept his black shirt, even though he was out with an injury. But outside of that, you know, they're they're pretty much sticking with you know the starters are the ones that were. Well, I ones. know they have it, but when we're talking, right. we don't. When we're talking people, about it, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, 
Fred Sacco says, I saw that gold kid, the Northwestern writer after the game, but didn't get to say hi, was bummed he wasn't wearing a purge mask. You know, I sent those guys a message today and I asked them how their trip went. And they said it was a great trip. Everyone was so nice. So uh, big S, big JSAV comes back with $10 and says, Botox is fun. Every three months I get it. I'm transformed back to the one loss games of 2021. Well, that's kind of terrifying, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Linda says they should stop calling Nebraska an option team because he never gives the ball up. <laughs> yeah, Linda, I, 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 I do, I do not disagree with you. Now, you know, they still call it the belly option, and it was off of that that uh, that motion, or excuse me, off that action that uh, they ran that pass play uh, th that Malachi Coleman caught. And if, you know, they've made quite a big deal about Matt Rule spending some time talking to Tom Osborne, and Tom Osborne said, if you're going to run that belly option, then you need to put in the belly, belly option pass, which they did. And ding, 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 Malachi Coleman has his first touchdown as a Cornhusker. So, um, yeah, Linda, I don't even know that he's looking. At the uh, at, at pitching the ball, I, I I think it it is a designed run for the quarterback. He's pitched it one time, one time. Right. Wade Farr says, "Hey, Clinger from Mash is my cousin Jamie Farr." Wow. Huh? There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Fred Sacco says the radio announcers were saying it. Black shirts. Uh, Aaron Rostabostadoski says, "I say black shirts." Rule says it. Maybe it, maybe I'm just listening wrong or not paying attention. Uh, Brad Wilson says, "I've heard black shirts, <laughs> black shirts, another, and saw t black shirts T-shirts at the stadium." I. Lon Dell says no one in the media has asked about the black shirts since week one. I just don't see, I guess we have a great defense. I think our defense is probably as good as it's been in 20 years since 2009, since Sue. And I just don't, I guess I don't see people emphasizing black shirt defense. I see more Husker defense. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an oddball. You all know that. Uh, Okay. James Marshall says Nebraska is a tale of two teams, salty defense, but an offense like bread dough that someone forgot to add the yeast. Yeah, it is. You know what? It is pretty, it's tough. I mean, my family, I watched the game with my whole family. Well, not my whole family, but my family. And, you know, they were complaining about how ugly it was and, and how they didn't, they didn't feel good about it. And I'm like, you know, it, it did. It made your eyes bleed. But at the same time, it was a win. So who gives a shit? Yeah, that's, uh, just, that's where I'm coming from, too. A win's a win is a win. I mean, I'm not giving wins. I'm not giving wins back. Right. Justin Rogge became a member. Thank you. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver says, Omar Brown is making an NFL case. And then let's see. Somebody else followed up with that. Say, oh, he, he followed up with it saying, I think Nut... Hutchmacker, Nutmasher, that guy should be second team all conference. You know, I I think Haas Reuter, if you're listening to that podcast, will bring up the fact that Bo Pelini never capitalized on Indomitian Sue because there's a lot of guys 
out there when you're recruiting them, they look at you and they go, can you get me to the NFL? And I think that's really something that you, when you look at like Ty Robinson or the nut masher or Cameron Linhart or some of these players, you know, I think those guys are working their way up to get into the league. And I can see where Matt rule will be the guy that will capitalize on that so that we will start to look at Nebraska and say, you know what? Uh, we're going to have good defenses. Yeah, I I know people are terrified of Tony White leaving, but you know, so far I it, we're doing one zero at a time right here. Right, we got Purdue this week, and you know what I mean. No, I I agree with what you're saying, Aaron. Let's not forget Terrence, forget that Terrence Knight and the pot roast. You know, he's the one yeah. that's doing the coaching of those guys. So you know, kudos to him, and he's still a relatively young coach. Yeah, uh, he has not been out of the league that long. But I, I also do want to, while we're talking about belly option, Bielema's belly option is Arby's or KFC, <laughs> according to Fred Sacco. So, yeah, you know, uh, are you an Arby's or KFC guy, John? What, 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 what What's your choice? I, I don't eat either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been to KFC in God knows a decade. I I don't eat a lot of fast food because I'm on a low salt diet and all of that stuff just tastes like salt to me. <laughs> I'm not really good. I'm not a good foodie guy. By the way, my wife has this on a diet where we're eliminating sugar and carbs and I've lost about 10 pounds. Well, good for you. Carbs are killing me right now because I haven't have had any bread for like two uh, weeks. Yeah, I got it. I was off carbs for six months and I was feeling great. Now I got to get off them again. If I had to really pick one, it'd probably be Arby's. Because uh, KFC just, oh, my God, that fried stuff. Yeah. So how many okay. of you guys went out and got your Big Mac sack today? Two Big Macs for the price of one. I did. What? Yeah. What are you it, talking about? Well, when Nebraska gets a sack, it's a Big Mac sack. And so you get really? two Big Macs at, uh, at uh, McDonald's in this area. Oh. So. My yep, my, my wife picked one up on the way back from her chiropractor appointment. I had one, my son had one, and we were happy for lunch today. Uh, let's see. Rule said sign stealing happens every game. He said there was nothing wrong with teams looking over at the other sideline trying to get an edge. That's why we have the headsets. He, However, he said filming opponents' practices or game is a completely different issue, and that's that's the problem that Michigan has. I agree with that. And Matt Rule also mentioned that in the NFL, you know, the quarterbacks have speakers in their helmets. And so, you know, there's no need to have, you know, these big flipping signs that you have to recruit, you know, five extra managers to hold these signs up on the on the side. Now I don't even know what they're doing because uh, Northwestern had five signs that were all black signs with a purple N on them. And what I don't I don't know what the point is of those big old honking signs. Wait, you know what? If you if you videotaped all that or recorded and then and then compare, okay, whatever. Uh, he also talked about moving the sidelines. Did you see that? And why would we move the sidelines from the east side to the west? He said he hasn't put much thought into it, but I think he mentioned that, you know, when the east side, the sun comes over and you're staring into the sun. I think you have more room on the east side, though, don't you? I I don't know. Um, I, I haven't paid that much attention. I know Iowa State switched. 
Iowa State switched sides for that same reason for the for the sun because you know it used to be the you'd want the sun so you were somewhat warm in August and November. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Fred, somehow we got on this. See what happened. Uh, Fred Sacco says KFC not only keeps you regular, it keeps you ahead of schedule. <laughs> Tiger Shark Diver gives us a $5 super chat. Thank you. And says thanks. Uh, Minnie said son, which I think she's. I hit the wrong me. one. I want to. I hit this. the right. I keep. Duh. Okay. You go ahead and click on what you want. I want this one. Um. <laughs> It hasn't frozen up yet, I guess, huh? No, I'm in a different locale tonight. <laughs> I think mine has. Mine is still having a little bit of problems. Okay, we have Purdue coming up. Do you know anything about Purdue? Uh, they got the defensive coordinator from uh, Illinois, who was really, really good last year yep. as their head coach. Um, yep. He he uh, hates Nebraska. He grew up hating Nebraska because he was a Colorado guy. And um, they have played well at times, and they've played not so well at times. They're a team that we should be able to – it's a team we should be able to beat. I think that I think the key here is – well, here's the thing. Purdue, I've said for a while now, I think Hudson Card, their quarterback, is the best quarterback in the Big Ten West. But honestly – I don't think you have much. You know what I mean? It's not like we're comparing him to Joe Montana and Tom Brady here. So, you know, Hudson Card, I think their quarterback is the best team, the best quarterback in the Big Ten West. But I think he's also susceptible to pressure. So I think what key is going to be getting pressure on him. And, I, you know, we did that to Northwestern. Uh, what we have, eight sacks? You know, yep. a whole shit ton of tackles for loss. Well, and so – they're going to put pressure on Purdue too. I mean, this defense where they're, where they're at right now, they will put pressure on Purdue. Um, hopefully the, the defensive backfield, you know, can, can maintain some coverage downfield. Um, it, to me, when against Purdue, what it's going to come down to is if our offense can figure out a way um, to get some points. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's also the issue of the special teams because um, it was a long time in that game on Saturday before Nebraska ever had a play uh, that wasn't on their side of the 50-yard line. And, you know, the offense is going to have to generate something. Uh, nobody expects them to march down the field every possession and score, but they're going to have to, you know, muster some yards so that Bushini can flip the field on, on Purdue and hopefully we can capitalize um, in a game where field position becomes um, more and more important. Okay. Purdue's total defense is ranked 94th. Their pass defense is 93rd and the rush defense is 82nd. I don't, you know, I, you know what that does mean. I was going to say that doesn't mean much with a crappy offense, but I think it does mean a lot. It means that we're not facing a top defense. You know what I mean? We're like not facing a juggernaut on defense. So we just have to get some first downs. 
and maybe our our defense for as well as they've been playing, I don't think they're picking up as many turnovers as I'd like them to. I'd like to have them maybe 50, 50 turnovers. 50 turnovers. <laughs> it would be nice to get a few more turnovers. There, yes. there is that. Um, <sighs> the, the defense is keeping us in games and giving us, giving us a chance, um, you know, giving themselves a chance, I guess I should say, to to win. So, um, you know, here's let's throw this one up here from James Marshall. Um, James Marshall says Purdue is very dangerous. Their schedule as of late has been rough, and they did to Illinois what Nebraska didn't. Um, right. Yeah. It, it, I, I think this is a game Nebraska can win, but, you know, as we've said before, Nebraska can win, but Nebraska can get whipped too. And it's just that's the nature of the team that we're all supporting this year. Purdue is tied with Wisconsin and several other teams at 77th overall in turnover margin. Do you know, guess who's 87th on that list? Nebraska. No. Iowa. I would have thought Iowa is always way up here in turnover margin. Yeah. Uh, let's look at Nebraska. I'm sure it's pretty bad. Well, Iowa has the worst quarterback in the country statistically. We are to 128th in turnover margin. So okay. it's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, we're, we're better than Army, Arizona State, Temple, and Hawaii. <laughs> if you wanted to, you know, feel good about that particular statistic. Uh, and I guess you know maybe we'll look at it and think, well, maybe Harburg had a had one had a bad game against oh my Northwestern, and you know maybe he'll maybe he won't think as much this game. Maybe he'll just go out and play and be fast pace. Now the other the other thing is, is you remember uh, what was the guy's name? Devin Mockaby. Remember that guy? Yeah, the running back. Is he still around? He is. He God, he, he's all knees and elbows. Yes, he was the guy that you didn't want to tackle because you'd get a knee to the head. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll go look at uh, Purdue's rushing offense real quick. Their rushing offense is 91st. And they're – let's – We'll look at scoring. I think scoring on – I know these people all put out these advanced stats now like, uh, you know, success plays and efficiency and all that shit. I, I like the I like the old school, you know, scoring offense because that's really what it comes down to. MK says, did you hear Rule's comments on using the visitor's sideline? You know, with the advent of space heaters in the last 20 years, what do you think the chances are of us switching sides in Memorial Stadium? Or what, what are they next year? I would say that they're pretty high. If Matt Rule wants to do it, they're going to do it. Plus, now that they've switched the corner of the stadium that they come out, then it's a straight shot to the bench. They don't have to hang that hard left and have, you know, the officials out there with their arms like this, you know, trying to get them to turn their curve. They can just take off at a full sprint right to the bench, right down the sideline, get their legs loose, take a knee, say grace, Praise, praise Beta, whoever, and and then they're ready to play. Uh, let's see. Purdue is 101st in scoring offense. <clears throat> Nebraska is 121st, just below Michigan State at 120th. So it's not like we're playing juggernauts again. You know, this week we are not playing a juggernaut. I think it probably this game will, 
you know, I always I always think that if you say a game comes down to turnovers, it's really lazy. But the honest to God truth is between Nebraska and Purdue, <laughs> it's pretty much going to come down to who who makes dumb mistakes the least. And that would be turnovers with, uh, you know, fumbles and interceptions. Uh, <clears throat> you know, here's something that reinforces an opinion that I expressed <laughs> about oh, halfway God. through the game on Saturday. Uh Gosh, I'm, I better put my glasses on. I, I want to try to get this right here. Gargomel, 91. Aren't Harburg and Harper Murray an item? Okay, here's my theory. And I, I put this out on Slack at halftime. Harburg was playing like crap. Fedoni was playing like crap. They're roommates. And so I just figured that they had a roommate fight. And both of them are pissed off and they can't put it behind them. Like one of them may have left the milk out. Maybe one of them kicked over the spit can or something like that. And then I tossed out the idea that maybe one of them, huh, 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 with the other girlfriend, maybe, maybe, maybe. And who had a horrible game Saturday night until the fifth game, until she snapped out of it a little bit? Huh, huh, huh? Oh my God! I live in terror when you start doing this. <laughs> like, what? What's he gonna do to I'm get just a saying, shot? Why I'm are just people saying, at God? I'm just saying, John. I'm just saying. Could be. Could be. Are, are we get? Are we get? Is there gonna be an off-season show, or Nebraska Survivor, or you know, <laughs> Nebraska you Bachelor? Mean, there you go. Hey, hold on. No, that's not what I want. I want this. That's oh right. My oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do not encourage him. Uh, oh, well, you didn't like the Roger Moore tied for president thing? Well, you, you know, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Tiger Shark Driver, have we talked about Coleman's TD yet? We did mention the belly G. Uh, belly G option is an option run play. Belly G option pass is a play action. And if you, if you, uh, Dr. Come on, Dr. Rob Zadiska and Travis Justice had a YouTube video where they diagnosed that play. So uh, go find it and look at it. Rob says he doesn't know what G stands for. Belly G, which I kind of always looked at that and went, I no idea other than I'm sure Haas Reuter would know. Well, it might be the gap, perhaps. Don't know that for sure, but it could be. Um, uh, Rob Rob just said he had a blocking assignment, and he did his assignment without thinking too much about how the play was called. <laughs> I I would like to ask this. I'm glad that Tiger Shark Diver brought it up. Uh, Malachi Coleman. Whew, I'm getting hot. Malachi Coleman, did he run past everybody, or was <laughs> Northwestern just slow? No, he ran past him. There was a play-action fake, though. And play-action right. is a way to help your receivers get a step on the dif on the defender. So, you know, it was a beautifully designed play, and it was it was run. The, the timing was just perfect. I thought it was a beautiful pass, and you kind of looked at it. I think the timing yep. was perfect for the crowd, too, the people, at least the people I was watching the game with, because it was kind of like – Oh my God, we need something good to happen here, and it did. So, do you think between like Malachi Coleman, who is it, Doss, 
Jaden Lloyd, the, the all, all freshmen, yeah, that they could be the speedsters. They could, and you had one of them's gonna the DOS kid's gonna play quite a bit in the slot, because you know with Billy Kemp out, and all those guys can move, but you know you also have to get them the ball, and they have to get separation. Being able to move is one thing. Running your routes precisely, getting separation from the defender, those are a couple other skills that are a little bit harder harder to develop. Oh, I got dizzy for a minute for no reason whatsoever. I think I got too hot. <sighs> okay, what else we got, Todd? Um, Cilantro you know, asked, wasn't Hudson Card a five-star from Texas? Yes, he was. Yeah. And you go to and you go to Purdue because you're going to be able to play quarterback, and they're probably going to be throwing the ball a lot. They don't have anybody like I don't think they have any. Well, they don't have anybody like Charlie Jones. You remember him? Yes, transferred back from uh, transferred from Iowa to Purdue, tore up a lot of stuff because he could run comeback routes like nobody's business. And I forget who their quarterbacks were um, last season. I'm going to really quick look up Purdue stats. Well, we'll you know, let's talk a little bit more about those quarterbacks. So when you think about it, in the Big Ten West, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that at the start of the season one could say that there were a whole bunch of good quarterbacks. But Wisconsin lost their starter. Iowa lost their starter. Nebraska has lost their starter. So, you know, who has their starting quarterback still? Uh, Minnesota, Illinois, and Purdue. So half of the starting quarterbacks or half of the teams in the West are down to their number two quarterback. Oh, my God, you're right. Okay, Devin Maccabee, Maccabee has 478 yards rushing. He's their leading rusher. Uh, Dion Burks has 418 yards receiving. He's their top receiver. Like I said, we're going to have a show Wednesday night, and we will find out. we'll find out more about Purdue because we'll have a Purdue guy on. Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens. Londell, I don't know. Did you watch this game, Todd? No, I did not. I watched the end of it. And really, I, my the Rotten Son hates Lincoln Riley with a passion, and I, I I'm not quite a fan frankly, either. I'm not too far behind him. What's that? He can coach quarterbacks, but he. Uh, he, you know, I think he sees Lincoln Riley, and as like I just talked about, coaches that don't change. I always bring that up. You know, Kirk Ferentz is not recognizing that he needs to change and he needs to fix his offensive problems, and they'd probably be a great team. Lincoln Riley is one of those guys. He just fails to recognize that yes, you do have flaws. You could change, and you'd probably have a better team if you actually tried to play defense. And then everybody got a chance to see. Um, I don't think Lincoln Riley's on the hot seat, by the way, Link Londell. I just, I just, he, we're, they're not that far down the road. They lost to USC, what, for the third, third time in a row? Or they lost to Utah for the Utah, third, time, third in time in a row? Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody got to see uh, Caleb Williams sitting on the bench, sad. Right. Right. Um, yeah. USC just, I mean, they're, they're not as good as people. Um, you know, estimated they would be. But, you know, what it comes down to is there's a perfect example right there of how important defense is. You know, you if you – when you look at bad teams or teams that are not playing well, 
you know, if you're not playing well because you got a bad quarterback, you can fix that. You can recruit a better quarterback. You you can bring in another quarterback next season. But if your defense is bad, there are no quick fixes. Yeah. There are no quick fixes to to making a defense good. And you know, Nebraska's defense right now is playing as well as it has in quite a few years. But the cupboard wasn't dry. The cupboard wasn't dry. And Chenander, two years ago, Chenander and his boys had a good defense at Nebraska. You know, there were a lot of good players, and they brought in some good players, you know, for depth. So if you're going to – if you're losing games that you shouldn't be losing – Generally speaking, it's it's because your defense isn't holding up. Okay. Uh, it'll take some weird questions here at the end. Well, hey, you know, something we haven't mentioned is uh, Nebraska also has uh, the co-champs of the Big Ten for soccer this year, too. Right. So let's give a shout-out to the soccer program. I mean, that even made uh, Saturday even that much better. So they, um, they have the leading scorer in the nation, and I can't remember their, her name now off the top of my head. No. Uh, they play they play Ohio State. I think it's is it Sunday in Lincoln at Hibner Stadium. Yes. Yeah. So if you yep. want to go see the Big Ten champ soccer team, I mean, there's your chance. I know that the pay, what a few weeks ago it was all about soccer as communists. You could still go support your women's soccer team for God's sake. Uh, Jade Jasinski says 45 degrees and 50% chance of rain. Will weather factor in? Yes. Weather will have, will be, because it's the first cold game of the year and the first wet game. I mean, you know, that always has somewhat of a factor. Is it going to change the outcome? I don't, I don't know that it's going to change the outcome, but it will, it will play a role in there. Um, here's one I'll throw up here from Justin Rogge. Todd, the D we played two years ago uh, to today are totally different. Yes, they are, but we had good players. I guess that's the point that I was trying to make is that we had good players on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, so I, I don't want to – I want to be accurate there. And then, uh, at Terrell, we're going to have to – we're going to have to have a conversation. Is, Todd, is soccer the most communist sport ever? Hell, Yes or hell yeah? No. Soccer is the most popular sport. Football is the most popular sport in the world. And <laughs> damn it, my son had a gift that I should have loaded up here tonight. You know, England invents a sport. England invents a sport. And it's it's just, it's takes, you know, everybody in the world jumps to that sport. And it becomes the most popular sport in the world. The United States, we invent sports and nobody else wants them, so we just go ahead and proclaim that we're world champions, even though nobody else is. <laughs> ah, okay, I had another one up there. What is it, Ed? Okay, for, go ahead. 45 degrees and 50. I'm sorry. What, what the hell are you doing? 45 degrees and 50% chance of rain. Will weather factor in? I didn't, we're pretty ugly. I don't know if we can get any uglier on offense. And now we're missing a whole bunch of players, including three offensive linemen starters. So will it factor in? No, because once you get to a certain level of ugliness, it's just fucking ugly. There's not anything you can do after that. Uh, and then here's 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 one. <laughs> if Kirk retires, does Iowa hire Lincoln Riley? Get hired there if he's no, um, because Iowa could not handle uh, having somebody that plays somewhat of an innovative game of football. It would. Uh, 
it would it would just it would uh, stun the state. It would it, it just it just couldn't happen. Oh, you know, I did. Uh, well, I I put out that meme on Twitter, and then I used it for the thumbnail on the dumbest play of the week thing I did today. Where you know the, I oh my god, I brought this up, and now I was I should have uploaded it. Talk, talk about something, Todd. Tell us your uh, favorite movie. Tell us your well, favorite say, movie. Adam Martin says, Todd, you got to mention on our Zoom from NDE today and our teacher answers. Oh, my gosh. I try to keep a low profile. I, Well, Adam, I hope I hope, however I was mentioned, it was in a positive light. <laughs> what, what's, in, what's NDE? Nebraska Department of Education. Adam, uh, Adam apparently is a teacher somewhere here in the state of Nebraska. Good well, for you, maybe. Thank did you, you get a did you, you get a mention for your educational stuff? Um, it, I I hope I hope so. I hope it was because of some educational stuff. And okay. uh, <laughs> I did I did that meme, and uh, there you go. That was the meme I used, and I think that was the biggest thing about that dumb Iowa thing with the punt return, is that oh my god, they're terrible. I mean. God, now I can't. I I am just. It's it's going down the tubes here. We're gonna have to quit soon. Oh no! Um, I know. Adam posted who he is. Yes, Adam. Now I know who you are, Adam. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Fred. Fred, I I think we should end it with this. Fred Sacco says Iowa can't handle golden books, let alone in innovative football. Fred, <sighs> nothing else needs to be said about what's going on over in Iowa. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. I think that's it for this week. Uh, I don't know anything else right now. We will have the show Wednesday night with the Purdue guy. We'll have Thursday night. You know, I kicked Greg off the show last week so we could have the volleyball thing. And I'm sure Greg will want to come back this week because he'll miss talking to a lot of things. Yeah, and then Greg, Greg will have a good take on a lot of things. He was pretty fired up this weekend. And I, I plan on start doing more history videos very soon. And I think that's all the news I know. Okay, there you go. Good night, Todd. Good night, John. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs>